Decemberists, this is why we fight, and this is Labor Lines on KRFP 90.3 FM, Moscow, Idaho, streaming live on krfp.org. I'm John Andercheck, and this show is being recorded to play on September 22nd, I believe. Yes, September 22nd. I record this program from my home on the Clearwater River in Idaho County. And it gets aired thanks to, among others, the three anonymous donors to KRFP's Adopt a DJ program, which goes specifically to the program that you pick, and to all members of community-supported, community-supporting radio station KRFP. If you'd like to become one of those members, go to krfp.org and find out. Got some interviews coming up, one at the top of the hour with Tyler from Boise All-Service Industry Coalition doing his work to organize the unorganized down in the Boise area of this state and replays some other interesting interviews, including one with Stephen Lerner from Bargaining for the Common Good. But the first half hour of this show is going to be some music. I hope that when you're listening, you'll stay listening. Thank you. Play one off of uh, Bottles and Bibles. This is the first track on it. It's called Hard Times. 
I bought a house at the mouth of the holler, a ring at the pawn shop, and a crib for the kid. I heard some word there was work up in Hindman. I'm going tomorrow and hope that there is. But my sweat and my wages, they don't seem to weigh out. I'm getting more aches than I'm gaining in gold. Whoever said you could raise you a family Just working your tail off knee deep in cold Now the sign at the church says I'll reap what I'm sowing But I ain't lost sleep cause it'll come in due time And if the Lord wants to take me I'm here for the taking Cause hell's probably better than trying to get by You can see me on the front page, it'll be out tomorrow A boy in his twenties shot down in his prime For trying to hold up the Texaco station They'll say I was desperate, they're probably right I bought a house at the mouth of the holler A ring at the pawn shop and a crib for the kid And I heard some word there was work up in Hindman I'm going tomorrow and hope that there is
sun goes down again out here on 418. I sit in my truck and think of what you mean to me. I look in my phone, but I'm too afraid to call. It's been a rough one, but hey, ain't they all? When I think about dragging up, I'm reminded of your love. When this old world gets me down, it's you I'm thinking of. When I think about dragging up. boss man sure gets under my skin he don't know what I know and he'll never win cause I would walk through hell if that's what it took for my kids and there's some days out here feels like I already did but when I think about dragging up I'm reminded of your love When this whole world gets me down It's you I'm thinking of When I think about dragging up When I think about dragging up, I'm reminded of your love. And this old world gets me down, but it's you I think of. When I think about dragging job up in Oklahoma, working shutdowns for Fluid Daniels, and it was work I was sure I could handle. And I fell in with this dude named Joe, and Joe said he was 35 years old. But I swear it looked just like living hell A result of too many 7-12 And I started working myself to death Started working myself to death Working days without rest I was working myself 
myself dead Well, old Joe showed me all the ropes How to work all day on just a little bit of dope Cause we'd stay up and we'd party all night We made it back to work just in time Well, I was making more money than I could spend Making 20 bucks an hour, ain't counting them And I was staying up for days without rest And I never busted one single round on this desk Cause I'm working myself to death I'm working myself to death I'm working days Then he puts on his boots and cranks up that old 79 
don't want it. But he pulls down his hat and keeps his wheels on rolling, chasing the dreams of a back forty kind of life. Cause his claim to fame is a last name All it did in County Roadside He's got callous tans and a callous tar And that suits him just fine Making it day to day, working his life away Trying to find a little peace of mind Whoa, but that's his At his granddaddy left him Where he sits and he ponders on When things were different When a man could keep what he earned With a little help from above It's getting harder to make ends meet In the middle seven his life away A little by little But there's something inside him That says, boy, you don't ever give up Cause his claim to fame is the last name On a dead end county roadside yeah, he's dying, breathing every day, he seems It's only running out of time Making it day to day, working his life away Trying to find a little peace of mind Whoa, but that's his bloodline Yeah, it gives kind of toss on times around that blue collar Holding on to his dreams and chasing down
town that's named for razor blades All American but Chinese made Folks working hard for shrinking pay 21st century USA Out on 90 we might see you pass We got coal and methane gas We got jobs where the work is hard Stores to max out your credit cards In a town that ain't nowhere near Just like every town everywhere Folks working hard for shrinking pay
I have to, I'll hit the blood bank. I'm going to drive it, I can always bleed. Schemers scheme around the edges. Dreamers dream of better days. But everyone knows what the catch is. It's all about the take home. Take home pay, drive home truckers, 21st century USA, Heath Sanders, Bloodline, Michael O'Neill, 712s, also known as the Shutdown Song, Brian Martin, When I Think About Dragging Up, and Tyler Childers started this music set, Hard Times. This is Labor Lines on KRFP, Moscow, Idaho, 90.3 FM, krfp.org. I'm John Andercheck. Please stay tuned for interview coming up on the second half of the first hour of this show. Thank you. John Andercheck. I'm recording an interview here in Idaho County, Idaho, at my home on a Clearwater River on a summer morning. Uh, I'm being joined with Tyler. He's calling up from Boise. He can correct me if I'm wrong, or he doesn't even have to say that. Uh, Tyler is with Basic Boise. Uh, I'm going to let him explain it 
acronym to begin with. He gave it to me, and I fl just flubbed it. So go ahead, Tyler. There you go. You want to introduce yourself, your organization, and we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Tyler, and I have started an advocacy group here in Boise called BASIC for the Boise All-Service Industry Coalition. Um, we are trying to uh, create an advocacy group for food service workers here in Boise to start, hopefully spreading it out through the Treasure Valley um, and beyond to the rest of Idaho. Uh, just a safe place for food service workers to air their grievances confidentially um, get some information about how to organize and um, how we need to narrow our focus to address the many issues that food service workers are dealing with uh, here in Boise, not just during the pandemic, but before and after the pandemic. Excellent. Right. I mean, obviously, um, uh, the food service workers uh were in distress before uh, the pandemic and all the issues uh, related to that. And now it's, it's basically a compounding of it, isn't it, Tyler? Yes, it, it absolutely is. I mean, we have been dealing with um, wage theft. We've been dealing with abusive owners, abusive management, and at times abusive customers. Um, and in, in this industry, I mean, an industry that's been around for, like, formally for, like, 200 years. Uh, we've seen the conditions kind of slowly get worse as, um, even before COVID, uh, we were seen as kind of exposable, uh, not exposable, disposable workers, um, something that can be traded in and out uh, without much care. Um, and then during COVID, a lot of us lost our jobs. Some were deemed essential, but we were still incredibly replaceable. Um, so we were we were a little confused as to how those two things actually go together. <laughs> good, right, good point. That, yeah, right. I agree, though. At, at my age, uh, there has been a big change, and I think uh, I'll, maybe I'll let you go with this if you want. Uh, with the growth of the gig economy, or as uh, a, a, a labor activist. Cooper Carraway called it, as among others, the exploitation economy, the scheduling, uh, yeah. the, all that. So go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, um, so the, the, the gig economy, although it has been, it can be like helpful in the short term, uh, we see that there are real issues with people trying to actually build lives and futures off of that gig economy. And we've seen that that gig economy has turned um, like our profession, it's kind of, it's kind of being treated as if it's a part of this gig economy when really we've been here a lot longer than a gig economy has been. Um, and I, I think that to some degree that kind of helps erode the respect for our industry. You know, you don't like it, just go get another job, go get a different job. Um, well, I don't think they want us all to do that. Because uh, everyone I know is restaurants, so. <laughs> right. No, that's interesting. Again, there was so much. Uh, I'll be uh, if you want to throw out some of the uh, what you've been receiving, some of the issues and all. But uh, what I've seen uh, from my uh, perspective, from my knowledge, 
among other things, is the abuse of management positions so they can avoid overtime, uh, sexual harassment. I mean, I hear, when I started reading about this at McDonald's, uh, where you have yeah. underage uh, young women, um, God help the man that would ever have tried that to my kids. I'm just telling you, I'm just laying it out right now. But, you know, it's a tough spot. Yeah. It's a tough spot. So uh, if you want, whatever you want to go with this, Tyler, but, uh, you know, did you, would you want to, at this point in the interview, share some stuff you're hearing? Sure, sure. Um, so when we started getting basis going, it was it, it was a couple of things. I had actually seen the Piehole Workers Union and what they were dealing with and really wanted to get involved because Piehole has been kind of like a – kind of like a Boise staple um, in many ways. And to see how the employees there were illegally fired got me really fired up. And like the very next day, um, while I was still unemployed, still waiting to have a spot back at work, um, a coworker of mine did go ahead and work. And they noticed some things um, that had been changing in the business. Uh, things like pay cuts, things like restructuring how tipping works in order to make up for said pay cuts, um, how to divert like tips from front of house to back of house. Um, so that was something that really, really got us got us uh, interested in organizing once we realized that they were really picking and choosing. This wasn't like a company wide policy that they were following up on at every branch to uh, cut everyone's pay to make up for the COVID losses, um, but specifically our branch of the restaurant. Um, for our branch of the restaurant franchise uh, was really struggling uh, with those pay cuts. And that, that got us going immediately. Now, this was kind of like the tangible thing that we had proof of that everybody knew about. Um, the basic was for more than that. You know, the, the woman that, um, that I worked with that really wanted to get this going has been dealing with the rampant sexual harassment that is, is endemic in our system. Um, and like you said, you know, uh, God help anyone that would treat my daughter like that. You know, it, they don't know what to do. Right. Sometimes. Yeah, um, we can't blame I mean, the victim here. Excuse me. You're right. We can't help the victim. And though uh, it might be going on and uh, the parents or the family or whoever, friends, uh, they don't even know it because the young the woman uh, uh, just doesn't know what to do. But, yeah, go ahead. All right. True. And so and we see it, of course, um, it's always egregious, but it's it's most egregious when it is somebody doing it that has control over your livelihood, control over your life. Um, so we, we kind of looked around and there were some places where you can go and talk about issues like this, but there wasn't anything large and formal kind of like specifically for restaurant workers here. Uh, there was no place, no group for them to talk about all of these issues. And not just ways that they can, they personally deal with it, but how we can actually come together and start addressing this, these issues. Because, you know, the way that management and owners treat us, that's seen by customers, that's seen by the community. 
Um, and it just kind of normalizes it. And so we, we had to do something. We absolutely had to do something. And so it is basic. It's the Boise Health Service Industry Coalition. Um, as of now, like I kind of mentioned, it's an advocacy group. Uh, we do want it to evolve, uh, hopefully into something like an industry-wide union, uh, which is kind of a difficult feat here in Idaho. Um, but it's got to start somewhere, you know. Absolutely. Well, right. And, and right. And this is a great grassroots organizing. And uh, Tyler, I'm not a, a union organizer. I'm uh, an advocate, I guess, ally. I, I'm in the laborers union. But this is certainly right. uh, certainly a good start, in my opinion, my judgment. It, it, it's certainly uh, praiseworthy for all you folks. Um, uh, can I ask you, like, uh, without giving up any uh, secrets here because it's going to be available and uh, you can bet you know, you know you can bet the other side uh, pays attention they always have right uh, so uh, how do you go about uh, protecting the confidentiality how do you go about protecting uh, your end of things uh, you're if if I understand it you're using uh, email at this point is that correct yeah so what we're doing um, now is, like I said, we're still in early uh, stages. I've actually never organized before, so this is all pretty new to me. Um, I was involved in the uh, Communication Workers of America here in Boise, and so I, I've always, I've always um, liked the idea. I've always thought that it was really important that workers organize and unionize. And we decided to start it as an advocacy group. Uh, and the confidentiality is, is something that's really important to us, uh, especially in Idaho. Um, we are using email. Uh, we have also added a Google Voice, uh, which I will have that number here in just a second. I'm going to pull it up. Um, we have a Google Voice if people are uncomfortable with emails and also it's 2020. So um, who knows about emails these days? Right. Um, and, and what we want is uh, hopefully to be able to share these stories in a confidential way. So redacting names, redacting uh, places of business, things like that. As long as we have the express uh, consent to share those stories, we want to keep all of the pertinent information hidden, um, but have a way for other people to see, you know, oh, hey, like, I'm not the only one dealing with this. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that this was, like, totally unethical. Um, I'm not alone. Like, there are ways, there are people there to uh, help us organize. Um, but, yeah, really, the, the confidentiality is key. We're doing it by email. Uh, there's only one person that has access to any of the social media or the email account or the Google Voice. Uh, and just me. And... Um, I intend to keep it that way uh, because at the end of the day, we don't want to put the people we want to help at risk. No, you're at this stage, uh, I would say, Tyler, not. excuse me, at this stage, I would say, Tyler, you're, you're absolutely correct. Again, Tyler with Boise All Service uh, Industry Coalition, uh, reaching out for, to people to that they can confidently and confidentially share their problems at their service workplace. But I agree, at, at this point, you're building up uh, 
uh, your organization is kind of like it's cellular in the old sense of the word, uh, you know, in the revolutionary sense, right? Um, uh, right. And absolutely necessary. Uh, you know, you don't just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. And I don't certainly don't imply that you're paranoid. Uh, you're just being prudent. And that's another the, the better word for it. Uh, something you said, though, there really strikes a chord for me. Um, and I speak of this. Um, and uh, for me personally, it comes from my faith. Uh, is that people aren't alone. It's this atomization of society to me is is really, it, it, when I dig down deep in what's going on in our society, in our country, and you know, worldwide, no doubt, uh, is this hyper-individuality, this hyper-individualism, like, you know, well, it's your choice. You ended up at the food service. You ended up at McDonald's, uh, uh, you know, and then uh, what, your folk, what you are doing uh, is showing that you're not alone uh, is just incredible. Uh, that's all I can say. It's just incredible because that's absolutely the counterpoint to this. And uh, when we reach that tipping point, uh, it's going to be understood. Yeah, I think you're. I appreciate that. I think that you're right. That kind of like extreme individualism, I think, can sort of lead us to a place like this, right? Where um, you know, where we are living in a gig economy where people around you think it's like totally acceptable to um, work for a company for five, six, seven years and still have to rely on the kindness of strangers in order to pay your bills. Right. Um, but I think that, that definitely kind of leads to this. And like I mentioned before, we're like, you know, you don't like it, just go get another job. Well, like, no, like I do like my job. It's, it's more than just a paycheck. It's community. I like the people I work with. Uh, sometimes I like the people I work for. Uh, but I like the people that I feed. You know, I do. Um, and it's just kind of, it can be very disheartening to see that, like, uh, even before I was in the industry, like, I know exactly what people thought of people in food service. And I didn't really get it for a long time. Um, but I, I think that, I think that is true. This like a uh, hyper individualist way of thinking is starting to come back. Well, I'm not starting, but it is coming back and starting to bite a lot of us in the butt that we're told <laughs> this is how we are supposed to live. Um, but you start to think a little differently when you, when your occupation is, uh, basically like a charity position. <laughs> Right, we're told this is how we live, but humans don't live this way. Humans never live this way. Uh, uh, it, uh, it, to me, it's such a recent phenomena. Uh, I, you know, to get into weeds, I look upon it as, as the, mm -hmm. a point of neoliberalism. Uh, they talk about neoliberalism financializing mm -hmm. the economy, but actually financializes society. We're all just these, literally, these digits. Uh, in the economy, right. uh, uh, that go back then to Mario Savio with the free speech movement. At some point, we just aren't going to be, uh, you know, we're just going to not going to take it anymore. Uh, uh, and as far as your job, right? I, uh, um, someone who I truly admire, Dave Bishop. He was the hardship committee chair up in Mullen, Idaho, during a three-year strike. A uh, lucky Friday, Friday miners, uh, United Steelworkers five one one four. And he spoke at a meeting I helped organize, and he said the same thing. He said, we were told, if you don't like the job, go get another one. And he, he said, no, these are our jobs, and we're going to fight for them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, 
I, in this industry, I work with all kinds of people. I've worked with people that are getting their first job. I've worked with people who have been in the industry for 20 plus years and um, they've seen it degrade over time. You know, they were able to get a house and pay their mortgage uh, with this job once upon a time, but it gets more and more difficult. And I think especially um, as it did with almost everything, COVID kind of laid all of the inequities that we already had in our society just out to bear um, and then made a bunch of them worse, essentially. Um, right. For example, we, we, I know we, that... We were on houses. We were on... The, the foundation was on sand, uh, but it, it yeah, uh, pandemic, uh, so... I agree with that point there, uh, Tyler, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, for example, in order, like, we cut wages in order to make up for a perceived shortfall, um, but we cut half of the staff to make up for that perceived shortfall. And then we had everyone work even harder because people still wanted the restaurant food. It was just all to go. So we saw, we saw, like, literal longer hours for lower wages. Like, not not just like adjusted for inflation, but like just actual further longer hours for less money while we remained one of the most profitable branches um, in the business, uh, as far as our branches went. Um, I don't know, it's, it's just kind of wild. We saw wage cuts and we also saw the introduction of a new point of sale system um, which, hey, can be very good. I'm all for uh, introducing technology. Um, but there is the, the um, programming uh, put into there to automatically uh, withhold 2.5% of all tips oh. that come through the system. Yeah. So any credit card tips, things like that that come through the system, there's an automatic withholding. Um, and it's not hidden. It's right there on the screen. You can see it every day. Um, to essentially, uh, well, retail to offset the cost of running credit cards. Um, um I think of the, I think of, the, <laughs> I think of you, you bring to mind what all of that stuff's going to, you bring to mind, uh, uh, the Senator from Vermont, what he was saying, so he has been yeah. saying all his life, enough is enough, enough is enough, you know, right, you know, my <laughs> God, yeah, you know, Tyler with Boise All Service Industry Coalition, you're building up a, a, a confidential group there, people can go to you, speak, uh, confidently confidentially at this point uh building up a grassroots movement in my opinion uh, uh, uh so you're giving me a lot of time this morning um and you say you had a, a google number people uh, that people can use or google, yeah go right ahead well that's i didn't mean to put you on the spot we'll get that out but uh, uh what and then what about your email now uh, if they wanted to use that so our email address is basic, B-A-S-I-C, dot protection uh, at gmail.com. Um, again, basic dot protection at gmail.com. We currently have a Facebook page uh, that's pretty easily findable uh, if you just search for at eat basic, okay. E-A-T-B-A-S-I-C, 
We also have an Instagram that just got started um, at Eat Basic, uh, eatb.a.s.i.c. Um, they all have the same icon, so it should be pretty easy to find um, a couple of forts inside of a heart because we love what we do. Right. Um, and if I can find that, you know, I might have to text you. Yeah, we'll get that out then. That's fine. We'll get that out when we add it to uh, 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 Facebook and all, and I'll incorporate it into the uh, airing when we air it on uh, the radio show, uh, Tyler. Um, Yeah, but again, that fork in the heart. Yeah, uh, uh, my mother worked foods, you know, back in the day, she was a waitress, right? Uh, uh, Most, you know, the majority of our kids worked food service through college, um, which is fine. But again, it's, it's fine as a career too. Uh, I, I did, I, I was busting tables when I was 11. I got to admit that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. in Chicago, yeah, it was uh, back in the day that my, my folks were not helicopter parents. Trust well, me. Chicago, <laughs> you could really career serve in Chicago if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great work for some people, and it was always kind of a, a, a not a, I don't want to use the term refuge, but kind of a, a, a good place for uh, for the uh, pegs that don't fit into you know the squares that don't fit into the round holes or vice versa. A lot of individuality um, up to a certain point. It was always a gas when things are really going fast, right? You're pushing it out. Um, and uh, a, a lot of good feedback. If, if you're on a good crew, uh, which is the same with a lot of the other jobs I've done, firefighting and all, uh, the people make the difference. Uh, and the customers, you're seeing the same people, perhaps. Uh, that human mm-hmm. connection, the billions, billion acts of kindness every day, as Rebecca Solnit, Solnit puts it, uh, which uh, keeps us together uh, through all this uh ages of humanity, Tyler. Um, so we'll add that number. And also you threw out that email and you noted earlier in the recording here, right now you're the sole access to it. It's absolutely confidential. Uh, I would, I'm going to not put words in your mouth, but I'll just think that when the time comes and you move into the next step, everyone will know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'd love to keep you guys in the loop. And the, the, just like the, so one more thing I wanted to say about basic, because this has been something that I've been approached, uh, have been asked even just by people on the street when we do Saturday action, um, is that as of now, this group is not against management. It's not even specifically against owners right now. Um, nobody has a target on their back as far as our work is currently concerned. Um, but we cannot effectively fight for any kind of change if we cannot even get together and talk about what needs to change. Um, hopefully we can form a strong enough coalition to where there doesn't have to be a target on any kind of local businesses back or the community doesn't need to feel punished. Hopefully we can all get together and resolve these very, very real issues that are impacting food service workers here and across the country. So Millions. that's the other thing I wanted to get out there. Everyone's like, well, who are you going to get? And I'm like, well, that's not, hopefully the employees. That's who we want to get. <laughs> right. Right. If, if they don't come to the table, I've seen that issue. Uh, yeah. You've been out on the street uh, there on Broadway. Uh, I'm very proud of uh, 
Idaho AFL-CIO, Joe Maloney, Jason Hudson, uh, exemplary. Here we are in the backwater, if you will. And I understood they've been out there. IBEW's been out there. Uh, I, I'm very excited yeah. about that aspect of it, uh, that uh, 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 Idaho AFL-CIO uh, is a standout there, uh, uh, example for all the nation. Tyler with Basic Boise All-Service Industry Coalition, um, uh, thank you for your time. We'll get that uh, rest of that information out. Um, it's not the strike they fear. It's solidarity. Thank you so much. Okay. Really I'm going to stop recording, but stay on the line, please. Five hundred men sacked for refusing to ever cross a picky line. Voices down the IG's warning, never cross a picky line. You must never cross a picky line. A picky line with their wives and children, they stand together. Never cross a picky line, you must never cross a picky line. Look away, look away, look away out west to San Francisco. Look away, look away, look away down south to Sydney Harbour. With the talkers Cross a picky line, you must never cross a picky line. Oh, I wanna live in a brand new Britain, never cross a picky line. Where workers' rights are enshrined and written Never cross a picky line You must never cross a picky line Look away, look away Look away out west to San Diego Look away, look away Look away out east to far Osaka For the talkers of organised World's longest picky line. The Tories have come, but there's no improvement. Never cross a picky line. Of the labour movement, never cross a picky line. You must never cross a picky line. Look away, look away, look away down south 
Cross a picket line Never cross a picket line and that interview with Tyler down in Boise with basic so KRFP Moscow, Idaho 90.3 FM krfp.org i'm john andercheck if you'd like to get hold of me you can do so at laborlinejohn at yahoo.com if you would like to become part of this community supported community supporting radio station you can go to krfp.org i hope you will join us coming up next there'll be a replay of an interview with stephen lerner uh, bargaining for the common good so please stay tuned thank you so much